Arnold Ma, CEO of an award-winning Chinese digital marketing agency, Cumin, and one of the most brand-driven B2B CEOs that I think I've ever met. From filming internal company blogs to basically building his own mini-media empire, Arnold and the team over at Cumin live and breathe content as a company. And what particularly fascinates me about these guys is, is just how quick they are to iterate on new ideas. You know, Arnold was very frank with me in this conversation. They've tried a lot of things that just haven't worked. But one thing that's remained really consistent throughout their entire content process is they've never stopped. They've always kept trying new things. And so my conversation on today's podcast goes behind the scenes of Cumin's content engine and really into the mind of a CEO, in my opinion, that really, really understands what marketing really is. This is not an episode you want to miss. Okay, Arnold, a place I'd like to start with this conversation before we get into the, you know, different podcasts and series, you know, different content things that you guys do. Um, I think a really good place to start would be, you know, kind of from a, from a team structure point, how does all of this, you know, come together? I know you've got the vlog, like who, you know, who is the team <laughs> behind all of this content? Yeah, thank you, Joseph. Um, <clears throat> it's a good question to start off, like, how do we make all this content possible, right? I guess is a, is a question because it's yeah. a lot. Yeah. Uh, I think a lot of people think that I just basically sit in my room all day churning out this content by myself, which is 100% not the case, right? <laughs> um, and uh, we have an absolutely amazing team, basically, that helps us to mm-hmm. manage, produce, uh, and just ongo- I, ongoing idea in all of these content. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a relatively big team for quite a small agency there's only uh i think the marketing or the, the marketing and content team is four or five people right now mm-hmm. so all the stuff you see on dow insights which is kind of our b2b content uh yeah. and and i guess an independent publication where we focus on chinese marketing tech and creative industry news case studies opinion pieces there's a couple of people that works on that solely focused and that's all they do um, mm-hmm. And likewise, on my LinkedIn, you, all the videos you see, all the posts you see, mm-hmm. uh, also have a team of two or three people working on it. So yeah. um, we have people that come up with the ideas, people that produce the content, people that film, edit everything. And yeah, that's basically a team. I think there's about kind of four or five people in total that, that produce all the content you see online. Like what, what made you go like so heavy into you know like going hard you know with the content you know you've got an entire team production team behind it it's almost like you've built like a mini media company right yeah. with, 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 within your own company like what? I, think, I think i think you hit the nail on the head it's uh we, we just we just want to be a media company that's <laughs> like the ultimate goal is but like what 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 is it that triggered that like decision to be like okay yeah, we want to build that, that mini media um, company this kind of actually goes back quite quite a few years now and it was way before the pandemic when we first started producing the vlog just a company vlog um if i'm completely honest our company culture was kind of stagnating a little bit a couple of years ago it was being 
it was just becoming a bit kind of like boring. And we were doing the same things most businesses do, right? They talk about their culture and they come up with these fancy words that describe their culture. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you know, we're detail orientated, we're passionate, we are, you know, we care and all of, all of these things that describe who they are and what they do. And we felt like instead of talking about it, why don't we just live it and show people how we live it? So one thing we do is we don't talk about our culture. We live our culture, right? And we wanted to get that across to people. So we thought, why not hire a videographer to help us to just, just do like vlog content, business content, but also some client work every now and then. Uh, and that's when it all started. Uh, and, and her name is Nadia. She's really amazing. She's our current videographer right now. And she's responsible for pretty much all of our video content. And once we did that, we realized that actually the vlog especially, it, it was almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Like the vlog made our company culture very exciting and very unique and fun. And then when people saw that internally, they kind of lived, lived up to that. And then they became really kind of like fun and exciting and passionate. And then that in turn made the content even better. And then as the content got better, the culture got better. So it's like a virtuous circle, right? Because you, you, you articulate something, you have a vision of something, and then you live it. And then, and then that, 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 that propels the content to be even more exciting. So that's how it all started. And then during the pandemic, we lost a few clients. I think most of agencies did. So we had a lot of capacity. And then we thought, because we now have all this free time, instead of firing people, why don't we just utilize our time to do all the things we've always wanted to do? And that's how Dow Insights was born. Uh, and we just basically decided, I, I remember us building the website in like a week or two weeks or something, like no time. We just basically hacked through it using a template with our developer. Uh, and we just started producing content. We started writing case studies and it was all directly from China. We did something we wanted to see because there wasn't anything online. And this is important we can discuss later. It's about creating content that you want to see, right? Uh, because then you know it's useful. There wasn't anything online that had case studies in English about Chinese marketing campaigns. About so we, why don't we just build this? And we did. We originally built it to educate ourselves and now it gets tens of thousands of views per month uh, because clearly everyone also wanted this. Uh, so that's how Dow Insights was born and it became a beast in its own right. LinkedIn started even earlier. I remember ages ago, again, I just, I just really love reading up and talking about China and what's happening in China. And I remember when we first started, I used to stay up at like 1 a.m. in the morning writing my LinkedIn post for the next day and getting super excited when I used to get like, maybe like five likes or two comments. I'm like, oh my God, people are reading my content. This is awesome. Uh, and and, and it, just, it just kept growing. At the first six months to a year, I was getting no traction. And, you know, everyone says this, right? You probably talk to like, don't worry about getting no traction because when you first start, no one's mm. going to care. But if you just keep doing it, eventually it's going it's, it's, it's to blow up eventually because per perseverance always comes through, right? Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, that's kind of like the birth of all of our, different various content channels mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so there's a lot there i guess what's what's really interesting going kind of back to the start there you said the vlog was almost like the ignition for like all of this other content to come along i guess for you know for others listening right now that uh there's loads of i you know 
there's loads of people I know that will be listening that have considered starting like a company vlog, a company docu-series, that type of, you know, that type of thing from a kind of just so people understand the investment point of view and how this how this actually all comes together. Because I, you know, it probably sounds it sounds great, but like I'm sure there's a lot of work that goes into producing, you know, whether it's a weekly, daily, you know, vlog, uh, you know, what does it take to produce a a kind of a, a vlog on that scale? Yeah, uh, it's going to cost you millions and millions of pounds. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, uh, it's honestly not going to cost you much. You just got to find, you got to find the people, right? It always starts with the people. You got to find the, I, I, so I talk about our team, people like Nadia, Demetra, uh, you know, these, 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 they're just really great at creating content. Miranda, uh, they all have their own kind of like uh, areas that are responsible for and then they go off and come up with the ideas to create the content. So for the vlog, uh, it's actually much harder now. And I feel sorry for people who are starting it now because no one's yeah. in the office anymore. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. when we first started, Nadia literally just used to go around the office every single day filming people doing random shit. Uh, and she would, she would just edit all of that footage, like hours and hours of footage mm-hmm. into like a five minute vlog. That's wow. really interesting. So. Yeah. As you're living your life, right? Everyone in the office, as they live in their life, 90% of your day, it's going to be like you working and being boring. But 10% of your day will be doing something really fun or you having a bit of banter or... And also, you know, when you have a camera around, um, you can always go up to people and create conversation or create dialogue. You've got to have someone creative to be able to do that. You can't just... And it, 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 like when, when you want to do a vlog, it can't be like scripted. It can't be overproduced. No, 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 no. It has to be natural. If you don't have that person that can encourage the kind of like fun, uh, entertaining culture, then just don't do it. Uh, or you find someone that can encourage people to have like a bit of banter, a bit of fun. It's, it's, it's not difficult. You just got to find a really, really good person, like a really interested person that can come in and, and encourage that kind of atmosphere in the business. That's super important. A lot of times this comes from like the founder as well. Like if you're the kind of founder that's very focused on like business and very serious, maybe find someone else that can help you to do like the, the more kind of fun and entertainment side. Mm. Um, it's kind of like, I guess it's almost like a reality show. That's how we kind of started it. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, think, for, I think a vlog is a really interesting kind of like content content asset because it's really the only tool and really the only like method of communication that's really going to allow like to almost allow you to almost like characterize people within the company and like you know allow people prospects you know people that are looking to do business with you to really see like you know who they are like how they act you know who they really are It's, it's a really good I've I watch um and I've been quite a keen watcher as well of I don't know if you know the goat agency Yes, they, they have do. A, yeah, they, they have a great. I vlog. don't think they do it anymore, but they they were doing. Did they not it do like, it anymore. No, they were. I think oh. they were doing it for like two years, um, and it's the same again, same kind of style. And you really got to kind of like understand who was in the office, you know, who you know personalities really like came to life. It's just it's a really yeah, and it, and yeah, and the more you do it, the more you notice people that are really good on camera and really good. Yeah. On the yeah. So you see like the camera gra- gravitating towards them uh, and then these become start to become like a regular occurrence you can also do themes as well so if you don't have the natural kind of like uh entertainment atmosphere or yeah. cam- camera atmosphere you can also do like um 
we used to Nadi used to always come up with these random ideas where and the last time she gave us all like she asked us to pick like color of weird wig and i saw color, that one i saw right? that one yeah. and then we would have to like <laughs> pretend we were in that genre wearing that wig and you just have to naturally when you have that kind of atmosphere or that kind of inspiration you will start to be a bit more entertaining and yeah. then you turn that into a vlog it's just it's just basically filming a bunch of people having a good time together <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i think i think people probably they probably come to it and they, they massively overcomplicate what it actually is it's 100 really percent. i it's, exactly it's, it's really just a, it's a, it's an off the cuff and the more off the cuff it can be, the better, right? The exactly. More exactly. Off the cuff the production yeah. can be. Don't, the... don't, don't write like scripts. Don't sit in front of a camera talking, just literally have an idea. Yeah. Just do it as if you would do to your mate in a pub or something. Yeah. Yeah. No, completely, completely. Um, I, again, and I think before we kind of get into the, uh, some of the individual, like the Dow insights and the, some of the series, um, that you're running, I, I guess, you know, if you look out into the into the B2B space, right, there's there's kind of like a playbook for what to follow in terms of content, right? You get a lot of people just doing the exact same things, webinars, da 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 da. Oh god, I hate webinars. <laughs> <laughs> but you've but you've you know for a while now, you've almost looked at I guess, you know, what's happened in like the B2C space, right? Where you're getting, you know, like YouTube content series, you get a lot of creators coming up with really, you know creative ways of delivering content you've kind of looked at the b2c model what b2c or you know non-b2b and you've kind of gone actually that makes a lot more sense why but but you know for, for what what made you do that rather than just going and doing what everyone else is doing and that may sound like a really obvious question but a lot of people don't do that um i think we i think what we found was that a lot of the b2b content and the reason i said i don't like webinars is because the format is just so restrictive like you're sitting there in front of camera, you're talking to people, you're talking at people nonstop for like an hour. No one likes, no one likes doing it, and no, no one likes being on the receiving end of it. So we thought, yeah. it's I guess for us it was less about what's B two B and what's B two C. It was just more about how can we make content that we actually want to see. You know, how can we make content that actually interests us, even if we are not watching this content because mm-hmm. we've been paid to watch it right because most people watch b2b content at work while they're being paid to take in the content um it's never great when you're kind of like baiting someone and forcing them to watch the content yeah. so even with our webinars we don't even call our, our, our webinars we call them live streams we never really have like a presentation we come up with like three to five topics and we'll have a chat about it and then we always interact with the audience. We use a platform called Demio. Uh, if yeah. you haven't heard of it, yeah, check yeah, yeah. it. Webinar you platform. know it, right? Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, your yeah, audience, yeah. listeners, you guys should definitely check it out because you have the chat box on the side and you can always, it's basically a live stream. You can always interact with people. Every time we start the live stream, we always say, hey guys, say hi in the chat. Tell us where you're from. You know, like why you're here. And then you call them out. You're like, oh, thanks, Mark. You're from Australia. That's so awesome. Really great to see you here. What are you doing today, Mark? Like actually just interact with people. Yeah. And uh, I think people forget, forget that, forget that when they do B2B content, they just always feel like you have to do so much information dumping that they lose a point of like the human element and just engaging with people. And that's what we try to do with everything, all of our content. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. And I guess going into some of the specific content you know series that you've run and that you're you know currently running obviously i think one thing i actually would like to get into is the and i don't think we completely touched on it was the dow insights 
Yes. What's the what's the idea behind that? Like you just explained the kind of because that's like almost a separate, almost yeah. like media channel for you guys, isn't it? It's like it's yeah, yeah. we 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 deliberately don't mention cumin at all on Dow Insights. We don't talk about any of our case studies, we don't say it's made by cumin because we think it's really important for that publication to have its editorial integrity. So everything on there is completely uncensored or uncontrolled by human, the agency. Got it. So it, it is literally a separate online publication. And the goal is that actually, you know, what the goal in everything we do is open the world to China. Everything we do is about opening the world to China. And it's the same for Dow Insights as well. Uh, for that, the, like I said earlier, it was just about us trying to educate ourselves about what's happening in China on the ground. Because more often than not, we found that anything news related to culture, technology, marketing, creative industries will come into the UK so late by the time it gets here, by the time it reaches like mainstream media or marketing publications, it was like already a week old. Um, yeah. And then so we wanted to create a website where we could have like on the ground information from China directly. So everything we do is sourced from Chinese language. Like we don't, we, none of our thing, none of our content is sourced from English language. That's the first rule. The second one is that we, no one really knows and there's nowhere literally except for doubt, even now to find out case studies about Chinese marketing campaigns, creative campaigns that's happening in China on the ground in English. So most marketers, and as we get more global, People need to understand what's happening all around the world. No one in the English-speaking language, uh, English-speaking countries, understand what campaigns are happening on the ground in China. So we wanted to create the website where we could educate ourselves because not everyone in human speaks Chinese. So we want to educate our business. And in turn, we wanted to share that with everyone else and hopefully kind of upskill the whole industry about... Because China's honestly coming from really far behind of like the advertising industry compared to like the West. Uh, they're doing some really innovative oh, things yeah. and, and yeah, to be yeah, able yeah. to learn how they adapt global brands, uh, global brands, global propositions and merging that with Chinese people and cultures and how they're doing that in China on the ground in Chinese. That's hugely beneficial to any global brand. So we just wanted to create content that helped us as an agency and which in turn uh, also helped the industry as a whole as well. So is is the has that got like a niched focus on just marketing or is it just everything China well, related? So it's um, the case that is all marketing. So marketing, mm. advertising, digital, outdoor, it basically everything to do with marketing, advertising, and case study side. On the news side, it's because I love tech and a lot of us love tech and we love yeah, creative. Yeah, yeah. So the news side is we cover everything from creative through to tech, technology news, so like self-driving cars and AI, uh, all the way through to marketing news as well, uh, advertising, creative industry news. And then on the opinion side, we focus a lot on people and cultures. So like kind of like the foundation of everything we talk about, like the case studies and news, it's all based on people. It's all based on people and cultures. So we try to also help people to understand more about Chinese people and cultures and as well as kind of the uh i guess uh the uh higher uh, the, sorry the, the 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 lower level stuff like uh, creative and marketing and technology and stuff as well mm -hmm. and again you know there'll be i know there'll be people listening particularly you know, from a from a b2b standpoint that are going okay you know creating this media company 
completely detached from our company like yeah, how's that going to benefit us how's that like what what would you say to people who are you know thinking of going into this like media kind of a you know creating their own mini media brand but like they've I guess they've got the objection of okay but if we've got this like completely separate media brand over here how is that going to connect to our you know to our to our company and our on our company growth yeah would it, would it get uh, too disconnected <clears throat> That's actually a really good question. Um, and it's a question that I've been asked a few times internally as well. Uh, you know, like, how does this help with our actual business? Mm -hmm. How does it help us to generate leads? Um, I guess the short answer is that it's pretty intangible uh, in the sense mm -hmm. that you can't attribute directly yeah. that, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, know, you know, these guys have visited our insights. It mentions nothing about human. So how the hell are they going to know about human? Um, so for us... I guess the I guess I guess the the goal that we always had was that because we're upskilling the industry and because all of these things because we're knowing for our kind of like China knowledge on people China people and cultures and creative and marketing industries that all of this will eventually come back to us because we are because we're educating the industry and we're knowing for educating the industry and we're knowing as you know the kind of flag bearers for this specific category so it's less about a direct attribution more about just being so front of mind that everything eventually leads back to you anyway right so the way that we're educating up in the industry um and you know all of this cross pollinates as well so my linkedin cross pollinates with dao a lot so when people see dao they're like, uh, they're like, oh yeah, Arnold talks about DAO a lot. Maybe I should speak to Arnold about what's happening with my company and, and my brand. Or if someone reads DAO and they read a case study about China, they're like, oh yeah, um, I think we should be looking at China. Uh, I know those Cuban guys and Arnold is always creating content about China. Maybe I should speak to them first. Yeah, I mean, all of this stuff, it's, it's, I think it's easier for us because we're in a quite niche industry, a niche yes. category. Yeah. It might be harder for someone who isn't to be able to like basically dominate the category so much that all roads eventually lead back to you. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah, I, I think it's, I, I suspect for people that are, I guess, maybe selling into lots of different industries that does become more tricky where you've got like, you know, 10 different, I mean, I'll ask it to you, you know, if you are, let's say, put you in another scenario where you're you know, running a company where you're selling, um, you know, a software that could be relevant for 20 different industries. How do you, do you think you could take the same approach in terms of building lots of different media brands? Or do you think it's a, you, you've kind of got to throw that out the window and go over more? So you know? I would, uh, that's a really good question. So I would still, I would still be big on content. I would still create loads of content, but I wouldn't create, I still wouldn't create content the traditional way, right? Like kind of like mm. white papers and all that boring stuff. I will still do like vlogs, creative, I will still do like stuff. mini series, videos, I don't know, like podcasts, I, whether I'd create a media brand or not, it depends whether there's an opportunity to create a media brand. Uh, I mean, I don't know, like in my view, I think there's only opportunity. You look at people like Red Bull and Vice, like I think some of the best businesses in the world are media businesses that happen to produce a product or a service that people can also buy. Um, I think this is always an opportunity, but it's really difficult to figure that out as an outsider, right? Like you've got to see for yourself. And this is something that I kind of want to talk to you about is that 
don't create content that you're not passionate about. Don't create content that you can't bring the right energy to, right? It's so important. Like I see so many people sitting in front of a camera reading the fucking script. And then I'm just like, come on, like if you're not into it, if you can't bring the energy, if you can't, if you can't naturally bring the content and produce it and make the content, just don't do it. Like not everyone's right in front of the camera. Some people are really great at writing. Then do writing. That's cool. You can do that as well, right? Like do what you're good at and, uh, and, and just, yeah, be authentic and bring the right energy. It's so important. Oh, 1000%. Like the amount of, I see this all the time on LinkedIn, you know, you, you get certain individuals that push certain ways of producing content. You know, the thing right now is, is, is what we're doing right now, podcasts, right? It's yeah. like, it's all the rage, you know, start a podcast and every, or it's, you know, five years ago it was, or 10 years ago it was start a blog. And it's like, you, you, we go through these periods of where everyone is pushing one way of doing something. And it's, you know, if, if it doesn't make sense to you, you shouldn't be doing it. And, and, uh, and you should also like try things. We yeah. tried so many things that we failed at. We were, we tried, we tried to do a, we actually tried to do a podcast, which we didn't really feel it was the right thing to do for mm-hmm. us. So we stopped doing that. Yeah. We might come back to it. We might try again in the future, but I don't know if we try, if you don't, I don't know if you remember, we try like daily news where we film like daily news. I did see that. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. We did that for like two months, every single day. Again, it didn't feel quite right. It was wasting a lot of time. So we stopped doing that. We then moved it to a podcast. Again, it still wasn't right. So we stopped doing that. We tried live streaming. It didn't work for us. We stopped doing that. Curious though, on that point of, you know, stopping something and it not working, how do you know? Because this is such a tough question, right? Like for a lot of people to to answer, like, how do you know when it's time to stop with content? <laughs> yeah. Because, uh, you know, like you said, yeah. like with the podcast, I know we've had a conversation about this and, you know, it was getting good engagement. I, I'd gone and flipped through some of the episodes, like some of them had got really good engagement on YouTube. Like, you know it's almost like even when the engagement's not good there's like a bit of a feeling is that is that kind of what you what you mean yeah that's a good question uh yeah for me it's less about engagement because like i said with linkedin when we first started we were getting like no engagement but it just felt like it was the right thing to do i think i think you should think about what gives you what makes you exciting and what makes you want to do more of it right like it's it's all about you you've got to be you, you got to do content that makes you feel like that makes you um, that makes you more confident to do even more. That kind of has like that virtuous circle that I mentioned earlier about the vlog. The reason we carried on doing the vlog, even though it doesn't get much engagement, it's just because it brings a right. It brings the right energy to the business yeah. and it has a self perpetuating virtuous circle element. Same as like uh, Dow Insights. It gives us more knowledge. It makes us better people. It makes us better marketers and better creatives. Same with LinkedIn, like, you know, the new stuff, all the insights that we talk about, like it makes me think every time the team brings me a piece of news, I'm like, okay, now I'm thinking about the angle that I want to talk about and what, you know, what my prediction is for the market or, you know, what my opinion is on this specific point. It, it makes me a better person. And, it, and, and, and I think that's, that's a barometer. If you keep doing that, eventually that content will keep getting better and eventually you'll get traction. So ignore the stats, do what's right for yourself and just keep thinking about that virtuous circle element. What content makes you better and enables you to create even better content on an ongoing perpetual basis? Yeah, brilliant. Completely agree. I think one, maybe one final thing um, that I'd really like to kind of talk about, and I've, I've been speaking with this with a few, with a few guests now, and it's this, 
I think a lot of companies are trying to get to grips with this, particularly the ones that are leading the charge, I'd say, in B2B with like creating content. And it's like, how do we engage, uh, you know, into, you know, every single one of our employees to kind of turn into their own like mini content creator, right? And should we, you know, be trying to engage our employees to be to be posting content? Yeah. Uh, how how are you approaching that? Like, are you are you trying to engage actively engage people to post? No, I don't. It... I don't think we should. I don't think we should force everyone to do stuff that they don't want to do. And I think that's really important because, like I said earlier, not everyone's going to be good in front of a camera. Just as yeah, not yeah, yeah. everyone's going to yeah. be really great at writing stuff. Not everyone's good at maths. No, everyone's great at art. Uh, some people are creative. Some people are strategists. I think, I think as you're doing that kind of stuff, it will come naturally. Like the people who are good in front of the camera, you'll be able to tell. And then you you encourage them to do more of where they're good at and makes them more comfortable. The when you force like all kinds, all this kind of corporate stuff, when you force Start engagement, take place. Yeah. It's, it's it's not gonna work. A hundred percent won't work. And you get people sitting in front of the camera, reading a script, being super dry. And then they feel less confident and then you get bad content. It just gets worse and worse. I guess maybe, okay, maybe, maybe then rephrasing that would be, how, how are you, are you, you know, are you, are you like help, like how are you helping to, I guess, facilitate your employees? You know, the ones who are thinking about creating content, the ones who are, you know, taking interest in, you know, LinkedIn and, you know, kind of creating their own audience. Are you doing anything to kind of facilitate those individuals to help them? Are you getting them involved with your, with your content? Um, we don't actually do much individual content in the business. So a lot of our stuff is collective. So you see stuff like the podcast. Um, the only thing we do is like, sometimes we, sometimes we'll feature like different people in the business for our live streams. And that's only really kind of like, we'll ask around to be like anyone interested in being a live stream, talking about a specific subject. Um, I think, okay. So look, look I think content is very much a branding exercise these days. And I think in order to do that, in, in order to take it seriously, you normally, I think the founder or the co-founders or the leaders in the business need to, it needs to come from top down, right? You can't outsource your brand to some random person in the business. You got to do it yourself. If you can't do it yourself, if you're not passionate about it, just don't do it. Focus on something else. Content is not the only way to do top of the funnel awareness marketing. There's loads of other ways you can do it. Uh, so if, you know, if content is not your thing as a founder or as a CEO or as a kind of leadership in the business, just don't do it. If it is, then great. You should over index on it. Um, but yeah, I don't, I mean, I, I don't see content as kind of like a company wide, 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 wide thing. Activity. Uh, yeah. yeah exactly. I think that the, the, the reason I ask is that I've, I mean, I've, I followed one particular company sales loft. I don't know if you, if you, they're like a like software sales company. And it's really interesting because they've, I'd say they've got two individuals and they've got a few, um, but two SDRs that work within their company. So you've got Tom Boston, who's a very, become very popular on LinkedIn as a very kind of comedian sales guy type, type figure. And then you've got Charlotte Johnson, who's like, gives very tactical advice. Both of them have built giant audiences within that like sales sphere. And it's interesting because if you compare, you know, Tom's audience to the CEOs, he dwarfs, you know, he like, it's crazy, but he's just, you know, he's, he's an SDR and just in the company, he's just, he's just for the last year been creating content. 
And I just, I, I find it really interesting and like with, with how that will play out in certain companies where it's not the CEO that's, or the, or the, the C-level that's creating the content. It's yeah, happening that's, that's a really a, good point, actually. You know, I, if there was someone else in the business here that could do it, I probably would be happy to, uh, I would be happy to let them do it because this is what, another thing off my desk. But it, again, it goes back to what they're good at and, and finding yeah. people who are good at that, right? Like maybe... Maybe this this Tom guy clearly sounds like a natural in front of the camera. I'm yeah. guessing. I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah. Oh like, yeah, no, of course. He's yeah, just no, really he's... good at creating content. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. he 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 just went ahead and did that, and then the company probably over indexed and be like, okay, cool, you're good at this. So yeah. now just keep doing more keep of this. Keep doing it. Yeah. 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 I think so it goes back to your question earlier of like trying to get people engaged. I would say like just kind of let it happen naturally. If you see someone who's good at something, just give them the tours and enable them and get them to do more of it, rather than saying. Oh, now we're going to do a big content thing. Everyone must submit loads of content. Everyone must do like a, I don't know, a vlog or a talking head or whatever. Um, yeah, just just kind of let it happen and be natural and bring yeah. the right energy. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And what's like the what's what's like the feedback on this on this content? Like, how are you? I guess not so much measuring the content because, like you said, it's it's pretty intangible in terms of how it correlates to to, to the business. Um, but like, are you doing anything to try and measure the effectiveness of the content? Like, are you hearing, you know, prospects and customers saying, okay, we love this content. Are you, yeah, yeah, we, uh, normally when we speak to people, so a lot of our leads actually do come from LinkedIn where they have seen my content or my posts and be like, Hey, you know, we saw your blah, blah, blah. We're thinking about doing this in China. Can you help us out? Uh, or it will go through a network and be like, someone will be like, uh, oh, uh, X, Y, Z referred me to you. Um, about doing something in China. And we do get feed, people do say like, oh, you know, you're everywhere. As always, your content is really helpful. So we do get a lot of positive feedback and we do get attribution from the content. It's just not 100% direct, and, but it 100% works. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's a funny one, isn't it? It's like, you know it works, yeah. but it, you just, it's so hard to like prove in a way that it's working. It's, you can't it's prove a... it works, but you know it works. <laughs> <laughs> it's a feeling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know exactly what you mean. It's like air. You, you can't you can't feel it, you can't see, you can't touch it, but you know it's there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, 100 percent Um, I guess look, on a on a on a final point, you know, where where do you want to take all of this? Like from a, you know, I know you've got like the DAO insights now, you're like I said, building this mini media company. You know, yeah, where, we, where, um, where do you want this to grow in three, we, five years from now? Oh, uh, maybe this is maybe this is too ambitious. Maybe this is a reflection of how important content is to us and why we do so much content is that we actually want DAO to be a legitimate media business in its own right. So the reason we're taking it so seriously is because we do believe there's a gap in the market for that content in its own right, rather than just becoming a spin-off an agency. That's why we never started off as a human blog. It was always an independent business from day one that we wanted to do. So we want, we want it to be a business. We wanted to create its own monetization in its own right and kind of like be, self, uh, be self-funded. And same for, we also have, we didn't even talk about 1T Media, which is kind of like our in-house media production business for more oh, mass right, consumer okay. content. Interesting. We have yeah. accounts on TikTok, on Douyin, which is a Chinese TikTok. And right now we're reaching like 10 to 15 million views per week um per week yeah so we're 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 we're, we and and for that for that company it's the same for that kind of subsidiary or business unit we want to start off by doing lo-fi content to get the reach and the followers 
and then move on to digital premium content, eventually producing shows for like Netflix and HBO. I honestly just love content. I love creating content. I love consuming content. I love being a part of creating content. And we, we actually want to create media businesses on the back of the content we're doing right now. So this is all kind of learning for us and just us hacking our way through the media, media landscape, basically. That's awesome. And I think I'll, I'm super excited to see where this goes. I'm sure, I'm sure in five years from now, you'll be like the, the, the number one hopefully hopefully China, hopefully China i mean media, everything we do is about opening the world to china it's helping people to understand chinese cultures and also helping china to understand global cultures right like mm. over the last china has been closed for hundreds of years there's just like a gap of understanding and 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 we, we we feel like we can contribute to china opening up to the world opening up to china as well and only good can come out of it <laughs> oh and the, and, the, and the world the world needs it Right. There's, yeah, there's, like you exactly. said, there's, there's such a lack of understanding of what of what China is as a culture and as a, as a country. So, it, yeah, I think what you're doing is really important. So, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Awesome. So look, I've I've really enjoyed this conversation. I hope you've enjoyed coming on. Yeah, um, I have. I have. I have. I've enjoyed uh, talking about um, kind of like, I guess, media vision about our content. It's just like something I'm honestly super passionate about. And I'm super grateful that we have such an amazing team. So the 1T team with like uh, Mark, Fayon, I'm just going to do some quick shout out. Uh, <laughs> uh, and it. also Yin and uh, Ray and Emma, those guys do an amazing job creating content time after time, getting loads of views uh, on the short video platforms. Um, and also we mentioned earlier about like Miranda and Demetra and Amber and uh, Nadia as well. Those, they just do such an amazing job creating amazing content on Dow Insights, on LinkedIn videos. And it really goes back to the team and the people. If you want to create great content, you got to get great people involved oh, and great course. people that are genuinely passionate about creating the content mm-hmm. in the category that you want to create. And yeah. uh, without that, it just cannot happen. Absolutely. There's no flame. There's no. It's like there's no passion, and it won't. It won't yeah. work. You can you yeah. can tell when content has no soul and no passion. Oh god. Uh, and no yeah. energy. You can hundred percent tell. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just just look at <laughs> look at ninety percent of B two B companies, and I think you you get that picture. Um, but yeah, no. Look, I've I've really really enjoyed this, uh, and I'm sure our audience is listening right now and just head nodding. Uh, uh, I, I just want to encourage your audience to just go and do it. Like, if you want to do a yeah. vlog, hire someone with a camera, go around the office, go and do it. And just do it. Just do it. Yeah, exactly. Mm. <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's that simple. But I think if, like if it doesn't people... work, it's okay. Just yeah. drop it and try something else. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I think I think people. People, I mean, everyone has a tendency to overthink things, but I think particularly with content, we get so in our heads about what it really is. When actually, it's just you just test it and you move and you move and you and you find what what feels most you know what feels most natural to you, uh, and that's the way to do it. Mate. Just exactly a natural process. Um, so yeah, look, like I said, really really enjoyed having you on. Uh, I'm sure the audience has absolutely loved this. And guys, I will see you in the next episode of the How We Make Content podcast. See ya.